You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Let's talk about Sam Howell and the day he had yesterday. I don't know if you got a chance to skim practice from Tuesday as well. Um, Yesterday, I feel like was a pretty mixed bag for Sam. Um, I felt like he really struggled to read the middle of the field in a lot of places where he got in trouble. A lot of the batted balls, uh, the pick he threw that got tipped by Quan Martin and and picked by Cody Barton. Uh, I think that was in... Was that seven on seven? Might have been a team. I watched Um, both the practices back to back Tuesday and Wednesday. So they were kind of just mushed. But yeah. Yeah. So he had had a pick that was over the middle and just a a lot of, you know, balls that either would have been picked or would have caused massive collisions over the middle of the field. But he's also, you know, doing the Sam Howell stuff where he has beautiful ball down the sideline. And like when he just knows, like, I've got the coverage look. And and I think that's the thing that you start to notice is like when he's certain of the coverage and he knows he can take his shots like he delivers. But, mm-hmm. you know, he, that that certainty is not always going to turn out to be correct. That's the nature of the NFL. And that's going to happen once every you know, once every couple of drives that you have the ability to take a shot like that, you've got to execute the the basics of the offense, the short stuff, the quick game. And that is where I think he, at least yesterday, seemed to struggle a little bit. That was my takeaway from the sideline, getting to watch it all live one time. You got to watch the film. Uh, what did you see when you, you saw how not only yesterday, but on Tuesday? Um, yeah, so I think I don't disagree with what you're saying. And I think you're seeing kind of some of the growing pains that Sam's having in the offense. But you know, just as an example, just as a very simple example, they're in a bunch to the left in seven on seven, right? And um, the outside guy's got a dig. The inside guy's got a, uh, the middle guy, the guy on the ball has a go. And the um, third guy, Logan Thomas, has a sit to an out, right? And so one of the things is the defense is matched with four coverage players over this bunch. And when you have the four coverage players over the bunch, you have to understand kind of, and this is where game planning comes in how I want to manipulate those four coverage players. So they're running this go, and that's going to take out the top coverage player, and it's going to open up the dig. The outside corner is going to match the dig and be chasing in a trail position, right? Logan Thomas now has two people to run this kind of option out route on. In a game plan situation, if you're game planning for this defense, you're going to ask Logan Thomas to stem in and attack the inside defender, who I think is Cody Barton in this case, and then run out and try to bring him with him to create a throwing window for Sam. Unfortunately, you're not game planning for your defense. So Logan runs straight and he runs out, not understanding. And it's not his fault because they're not talking about it probably. And then run it out. So the outside coverage player matches Logan. Cody Barton just stays in the throwing window. And then Sam has to kind of deliver a perfect throw on that coverage, right? So if you're coaching that coverage, 
if you're coaching that concept versus that coverage, you're going to run a little differently. And I think that's what you're starting to see now is the defense, A, is just doing a really good job of matching concepts. And we'll talk about Forbes and some of these other guys in a minute. But they, the throwing windows are so much tighter. They're not, so for ex- another example, right? So you're running a, a go on the outside and you're running a corner by number two. And then you're running a flat coming across the middle by number three. So you get like a nice three-level throw. You want that corner to carry that go, right? But they're getting so good now in the back end of passing it off. So they ran that concept yesterday, right? The ball should be going to the corner based on coverage. It was like a quarters look. Instead of Fuller running with the um, running with the go and then Percy Butler attacking that corner outside in, they just exchanged it. And so Percy ran with the go and Fuller sat on the corner and there's no place to go with the football. And it's just they are doing a really good job of matching these concepts, which, again, are not game plan specific concepts. Because if you know that that's going to happen, you're going to basically say we're going to run a deep post by number or deep corner by number one and a corner by number two. And then you're getting a corner on a guy with outside leverage. So you're not going to run that concept if that's how they're going to play that. And so I think some of his struggles, some of Sam's struggles are definitely correlated to the defense playing better and these windows getting incredibly tight. And we're also getting into a little bit, you know, in the team period yesterday was a little bit more kind of shot type plays, which are tough, especially if they're off of play action and the defense knows you're not going to run the football. Because as we talked about, they're not running the football in this training camp or in this OTA. They're not doing it. So all of the benefit of play action, all of kind of the pull and the movement you get off of that, it's not it's not here because you're not running the ball. So uh, some of that stuff is definitely true. Sam is definitely having a hard time. He's holding the ball a little bit longer or whatever. But I also think the defense deserves a ton of credit for understanding these concepts and how to match these concepts really well. And the young guys in the back end are doing a really nice job, really, really nice job. So, um, you know, and even even on the completions, man, the throws are so tight. Like yesterday there was a throw where Terry's running a uh, 15-yard in cut. So basically like a dig, like a speed dig at 15. Mm -hmm. Sam does a good job working to the left. The ball's got to go to Terry. Forbes is calling to Forrest to tell him to cut the dig. And that it probably would have been a PBU if they had pads on, right? Because he's breaking on that football. So great communication by those young guys on the back end to a very, very tight window throw to a to an excellent route and a very nice delivery on the ball. So at some point, the defense is going to catch up to the offense because they've seen the same concepts. And and I think what at least what I when I went and watched practice last week they are walking through the concepts they're seeing in practice. So what I mean by that is an individual period, they get all the the scout team guys with white, with, with yellow hats on and they walk through the route concepts. So for the day, EB gives a script to the defensive coaches and says, this is what we're running. And the defensive players have to know because you have to prep that. You can't just go out there and, and try to execute your defense versus whatever. You have to have some idea of route concepts. And so they're helping each other out. They're making each other better. But I think that's, part of the reason why you see some of these struggles from Sam, I I think, you know what I mean? And you're kind of getting out of what also what he does well, you know, he's good at getting kind of the ball out of his hand quickly. So earlier in, in the, in the OTA period, it was a lot of quick game, a lot of five step. And now you're into kind of some deeper shot plays. And obviously they did two minute and stuff yesterday too. So there's that, but I think the defense is just, they're, they're doing a good job and they deserve credit in addition to Sam kind of, I don't know, like, you know, having some young guy growing pains a little bit, you know, so. Yeah, which is expected. This is his fifth practice as QB1, and and there you go. Meanwhile, um, I thought it was interesting. Rivera said uh, before practice yesterday when he was asked about Brissett, like, 
what, how, what do you see from him? And he's like, his ball placement is pristine. Mm-hmm. And I think you saw that yesterday. Like, I think as these windows get tighter, you see where Jacoby just understands exactly where the ball needs to be. And I thought he had a pretty good day yesterday. Um, maybe a better day than, than how, which is not me saying, uh, that he should be the starter by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, but I think on, on that given day, uh, playing with and against the twos in significantly less reps. And that's another thing I thought was interesting is like, even in two minute, like the ones were the only ones that got two minute yesterday. All the twos were like, what? How you blow, yeah. how you blowing the horn now? Um, right. so, but I thought Brissett was really, really good. I will say this about Brissett. Throwing a football is so easy for him. It's gross. Yeah. Like yeah. it just looks like he's playing soft toss in, in the backyard with a the seven year old and he throws the ball 30 yards in the air, f- you know, 50 yards downfield. And it just yeah. like the motion is so easy. It was pretty wild to see in person, uh, the arm strength that he has. Um, Forbes is a guy that I wanted to ask you about. And this is one where you kind of need the tape to, to review it. Mm-hmm. He is so physical and so hands on and I wonder how much of, and like he's got his hands on a bunch of footballs, no picks yesterday, but multiple PBUs. There's one against Terry that it got talked about a lot because it looked like he went to go kind of help Terry up afterwards and Terry shook him off. I don't know whether that was kind of just mm. like a, no, we're on opposite teams right now. Screw you kind of competitiveness, whether there was like some John happening, whether uh, he was, you know, they were joking. I don't, I don't know what it was, but that one kind of got some attention, but on the play, like Forbes is all over him. And, and I do wonder Logan, as you watch it on film and have the ability to, to rewatch it and, and maybe get some better angles than we do on the sideline live. Is this a dude that's just going to get called for a bunch of penalties this year, or is he playing this clean? And is, is he having as good of an OTA period as, as it seems like he's having, uh, where his hands are seeming on every football that comes in his direction eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I mean, I think yesterday was kind of like an awesome day for him. And so I know people were talking about the Terry one, but the play, three plays before was the one where he he had a PBU on Jahan. And I thought actually Mm -hmm. that one, I probably would have been like, that's probably borderline PI. And so what happened is basically Jahan's running a comeback. And I do think this is another thing where Sam's still kind of feeling out the relationship between the receiver. Like the ball should be out you know, and he kind of holds it for like, it's, it's a nanosecond, but it's enough time for Forbes to kind of grab uh, Jahan's left hip, give a little tug. Jahan kind of falls off the spot and it, I don't know if it would get called, but I would probably call it based on the angle I had. And then is able to break. Yeah. You offensive player, you right. I mean, you know, I like what I I got my own biases. What can I say? (laughs) Um, And so like, to me, that one was more egregious. I actually thought the one versus Terry was like pretty clean. You know, I think like, I, I, watch, I remember watching that one probably four or five times, like kind of trying to discern like what Terry gave away in his break 
that let Forbes jump it so acutely, right? And so what I mean by that is like, what is Terry's indicator on his route? And the only thing I could say is that Terry kind of sits down just, it's ever so slightly, it's like an inch. So his hat will drop like an inch. And right when his hat drops, Forbes is breaking on the cut on, on the comeback, you know? And I think, uh, and that's something I've always kind of been a little bit critical of Terry is that like, he's a, he's a very efficient route runner, but he's not, an elite route runner the same way like, you know, Justin Jefferson or Stefan Diggs is right. A guy that is going to use that subtle head dip to kind of get the guy to false, uh, you know, give him a false read, false indicator, push to his depth. That guy's out of his back pedal. And then now we're running the comeback, right? He's, he's going to run it like it's kind of drawn on paper a little bit. And so I think Forbes just kind of said, I get it. I know what you're doing. I'm going to make a pass here. And so there's those two plays. And I'd say one of them is probably a PI, you know, if I'm being, uh, you know, kind of tic-tac but I think after watching him yesterday like he looked like first round draft pick right he looked like one of the best corners in the draft and and you feel good about it and it wasn't just the PBUs it's also the understanding of the coverages right calling guys to, to to cut to cut passes and he's doing that all the time understanding this guy goes in this guy's coming out I gotta get back he did have like a um a near miss in the red zone to Jahan, I thought, where he's he's getting a little nosy trying to pick something off. I think it was an out route. Jahan's running a corner in the back of the end zone. He's probably got to fall off that and, and be there. Um, the ball is too deep and Jahan's out of the end zone. But I do think like... That was the one where there was one second left in the period. Correct. I think. Yeah, that's a ball that Sam needed to put on John. Yeah, and it was, uh, and obviously it's a tough throw because like there's, you know, yeah. like they've kind of contorted the defense to make a tight window here. And that was the other thing, man. Like he did such a nice job. I'm talking about Forbes now. They're running a, um, they're running like a scissors concept. I don't even know if it was scissors, but basically like a big corner and you got someone in the flat and usually you want the corner to kind of get nosy on the flat and he plays it perfectly in between. So the quarterback can't layer the ball to the corner but he also, but he can't throw it to the flat because the corner Forbes is kind of right in between in a perfect way to kind of, uh, kind of condense both windows. Right. And Sam's got to hold the ball and then check the football down. And I say, wow, like that's, so to me, I, I, th- I thought Forbes had a great day yesterday. You know, I don't know what he's saying to Terry. I don't know all that smack talk, whatever, 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 yeah. but I thought he looked, he looked very sharp. And against the two number one receivers, you know, on this team, like he had winning reps, in my opinion, especially in OTAs, PI, whatever you want to say. And then all the other stuff that he's doing in zone coverages, because, you know, one of the things you talked to Fred Smoot when you watched the film from him at Mississippi State, he had a really good feel for zone in a way that the other guys in the class didn't have necessarily. So I think um, I, I just think he had a great day, you know, and I think he deserves yeah. to be being talked about at a really high level. So. Yeah, no, I thought he was great. Um, man, when you see him in person, those legs are skinny. They are skinny. He, he's a skinny guy. Dude, Dude, dude can play some ball. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting, too, to watch the alignment stuff. Um, they seem to now be open to him playing inside. Uh, Ron, Ron said before practice yesterday, they've been, they were like, yeah, we'll throw him in there, see what happens. And I think they may have expected like the Brandon Sheriff at tackle experiment. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, we, we know what we got here. We got a guard or we got an outside corner. And they said, Iran said they've been so impressed by his quickness that he might wind up playing some inside. And I do sure. think that there's going to be some versatility between him, BSJ. Um, Kendall hasn't played in there yet so far in the spring, but Ron did keep that door open. Um, and it sounded like maybe it would be more in like a safety-ish role, which he's mm. played a little bit in the past, necessarily, uh, or not necessarily like a true nickel. Um, so whether it's the Buffalo or, you know, kind of a safety who comes down in the box, but it's actually Kendall, like, 
it seems like they've got some plans to to kind of mix up who is where and, and try to confuse offenses a little bit. I don't know how much offenses really care about that, um, but it is something where you might be able to get a playmaker like an Emmanuel Forbes in a more advantageous position against certain offenses to get his nose in there and and you know be around the football. And obviously that's what they drafted him for is to create turnovers. And so if you can get him in a place where he's more apt to do that based off a certain offense, that seems like a good thing, obviously. Yeah, I think that's right. And I think so I kind of am on the fence about how serious they are about this. I think Forbes can play inside. I think that's great. Ultimately, though, I think he's going to be your, one of your better outside corners, right? And I think agreed. I think they're they're doing the right thing. They're going to cross train these guys, like kind of like you would an offensive line. Like you're going to have you know, your tackle play guard, your guard play some tackle, just in case there's an injury, just in case we so we can get the best guys out on the field. So for, I mean, just as an example, let's say BSJ and Kendall Fuller are playing crazy good, right? You're not going to have you know Wild Goose come in and play nickel when you got Forbes, your first round pick on the bench, right? If he can right. play nickel, so I think it's just good process. I I, I don't think that's how it's going to shake out. I think BSJ will probably play nickel, and I think Forbes will probably play outside. At least that's what my gut tells me. But, yeah, you know, I there's agree. still a lot of football uh, left. So, um, you know, all the flexibility that they have in the secondary, all the all the, all the flexibility they have from a personnel standpoint <clears throat> is only going to help them. It's only going to let them get the best guys on the field, put guys in good positions to be successful. You know, Percy Butler and Forrest have done a great job. Um, you know, Forrest had a maybe a small miss yesterday. I can't remember exactly the play. But overall, been extremely solid. Percy, same thing. And so, you know, you get that flexibility. Yeah, they're doing all this without Cam even being on yeah. the field yet. And so, like, that that back end is uh, – and then, obviously, you mentioned uh, Quan, how he's looked in certain coverage situations been great. Um, so, my hat's off to that group because, like, I think that group's going to – they just look sharper. They look sharper than they did last year. They look more dialed in. And they've got young, fast athletes back there. So, on the whole, I think that position flexibility is great. But I think it's – if I was going to put money on it now, and again, we're five practices in, I'd say he's going to play outside. That's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, but it's good to know that he can play inside for all the reasons that you said. 